surprise, we are back. We are together, just a little remotely. (laughs) And it is still series four, even though we said it was over. It is. We did that really fun thing of going, yeah, we're done. It's all over. And then we went, surprise, we've got something really exciting for you. So, well, I was thinking, what is that called when it's in a film? You know, when the baddie dies, but then comes back to life or the monster dies or comes back to life or something is like over and then it really happens. Oh, I love the fact you're trying to like give me a chance to use my degrees. Um, It would be a false win. There we go. Um, we had a false yeah. win at the end of series four. <laughs> We are back with a extra Series 4 episode with slightly different twist to it because <laughs> we're here on Tuesday Booze Day for a tasting room. Mm-hmm. But I've got Anya with me too. We're also going to be joined with Emma and, and our guest. Our very exciting, very special guest. Enjoy our new Feel tasting room on Tuesday Booze Day. Oh, cheers. Cheers. The the next most important question, Paul, is do you have your gin to hand? Do I have my gin? Yes, I do. And I have have our Negroni, too, so... (laughs) Got it all. Ooh. Oh, fun. Ooh. There very is very good. little left Alex, in the bottle. Showing our bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that isn't very little left in the bottle because we've been tasting it all just before getting here because that would be rather extreme, wouldn't it? Almost a whole bottle. <laughs> I would. It would make me very happy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Um, well, tell us about tell us about the gin then, because um, obviously we are uh, recording gin and topic. We have a gin, we have a topic. <laughs> we'll get onto the topic later, um, but most importantly, the gin. We're going to pour it and have a taste of it. But can you tell us why we're drinking art in stores? I mean, I know I think that's a very obvious <laughs> question, but. <laughs> Tell us, where did it come from? Why? Why have you created this? Uh, this has been a lifelong uh, dream, a lifelong since my 20s, at least. Um, well, actually, starting back before that, I will say, because um, when I was a kid, I was about five years old, and I was taken to Las Vegas by my parents. They went to see a Muhammad Ali fight, and, uh, and they took me in the, into the, through the casino to the nursery, and they put me in the nursery, which was this room with a big glass door that looked out on the, the casino floor, and there I was trapped in there with a bunch of other kids, and I didn't want to be a kid. I just I wanted to be out with the adults. And I remember watching and seeing all these people, and they were wearing tuxedos and gowns, and they were sipping martinis and stuff. And I just remember as a kid going, God is my witness, I will be that when I grow up. <laughs> and so it became this obsession of mine about martinis in general, about cocktails, but really about martinis, because that just epitomized um, adult life to me. So, you know, when I got older and old enough to drink, then, well, you know, first things first, you know, when you're a kid and you sneak down to your parents, you know, friends, basement bar, you know, the first thing you kind of do is go, never, never, I I know. Well, you're good. Never done that. You were good. Very good children. (laughs) 
<laughs> I got I got caught. I got caught at boarding school <laughs> with we used to fill um bottles that we'd use in the bathroom, so like face wash <laughs> bottles, and we'd go home and then fill them with alcohol and take them back to boarding <laughs> school. And then I got caught one Sunday because my dad wanted to borrow my face wash and he washed his face in I think it was something embarrassing like tea. Oh, and Maria. No. Well not even a good uh, a good gin. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's all. Yeah, so so you know, I, I so I had snuck down, and you know, the first thing you do is grab for the bottle of beef eater and open it up and take a swig, and you're like, oh my god, you know, because you know you're not used to alcohol, and then also it had that, you know, the old gins, which now I love, have that, you know, it's like a pine cleanser thing, and so you're like, ugh, I hate gin. So you know, and I think that happens to honestly, I think it happens to a lot of people in America. It does. Yeah, I was gonna say because I grew up with this one, so I came back at like 16 from a bad day at college and it was like here uh, have a gin this will fix see? everything oh i should have grown up here that's all i can say <laughs> yeah no for some reason uh, uh, i think americans they, they you know it's not as in part of the culture in america as it is here mm-hmm. um you know so then when i you know flash forward to 20s and i go like martinis i'm gonna finally have martinis i go like oh well, i don't like gin so let me have vodka so i'll vodka martinis you know but then i would <laughs> started doing research and deep dive into cocktails and quickly found out that a real martini is gin it's not vodka it's gin so it's like oh well i've got to learn to like yeah. gin and so you know <laughs> so i kind of forced myself with um you know with, i think it was beef eater you know go, go okay let's just go for it and you know and got used to it and then you know really appreciated yeah. it but then as i would travel the world over the years would every place I'd go, like try different gins, and then you, you know, then you discover ones that are lighter, and you go, oh wow, and you know, when like when um Hendrix came out, it was like, wow, that's a revelation, you know. But yeah. then I was like, but well, I don't know if I love the cucumber, yeah. but I like that it's less juniper, and so during all this, you know, twenty year quest. I kept going like, if I can make my own gin, I know exactly what I want it to taste like. I would want to have less of this, more of this, you know, and to work in a in a martini. But mm. you know, it, it, so so basically, I just kept going like, I want to make my own. And the agency I'm with uh, for directing and all that, you know, they have a, a side of it that can also, you know, works on different kind of brands and stuff like that. So I said, like, get me a gin. Mm. They're like, it's impossible. You can't, you know, you're just a director. <laughs> you know, you're not a rock star. You're not a famous actor. Like, you're not, you don't bring a lot of name value. So I was like, I know, but I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so finally, they found this uh, dis- uh, distillery called Minhas uh, out of Calgary. And it's run mm. by this brother and sister, uh, Ravinder and Manjeet Minhas and they started as uh, making beer and they the making like cheap beer and then they turned it into like the seventh biggest brewer of, of beer in North America huge and then they were also making well spirits um, for you know and they make mm. like the rum for Trader Joe's and they just make these sort of off brand ones for wells but they were looking to do a premium uh, spirit right when I got in contact with them and they like the Perfect. lifestyle that I yeah. represent, all that. And so we did it. And, you know, that was five years ago. And now here it here is. It Sorry, is. it was a long story, but uh, that, that's, that was the road. No, no. I love, the, I love the long story. I love the dedication to push through yeah. the dislike of gin to really appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. And it now makes me really want to try because we oh, haven't tried haven't it yet. Tried it. We haven't no. tried it yet. Oh, you haven't? Oh, well, this is both exciting and nerve-wracking. So, uh, 
we we don't hold back. We we we'll say whether we like it or if we don't. Well, that's good. It's going to be a very awkward podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the one thing we can say is it's not flavored, so we're right. we're good so far. Yeah, exactly. No sugary flavors. This is the real thing. Good. Uh, this is the thing. I like a proper gin. I don't we like, like flavored gin. Gin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. And of course, we've got Emma, our gin monkey in the room, um, who has been teaching us about tasting gin because we just drink it. We we like gin. We drink it. We know which ones we like. We know which ones we don't. But we've been learning throughout all this why we like some and don't like others and learning about all those tastes. So, Emma, can you help us with... (laughs) tasting this of course i mean um as you guys found out i'm a fan there's very little left in my bottle but i've left enough for today <laughs> well we've got it so are we gonna have a nose first yeah, or a bit of a smell yeah there. There we go. it smells brilliant mm. super juniper isn't really it? juniper lots of citrus as well alongside it so it smells like you just want to put tonic in it and drink a gin tonic <laughs> in the sunshine yeah it's summer in a glass oh good well one of the things i wanted to do with this is to have it stand up as a sipping room temperature sipping gin just because i no. think that's kind of if you can pass that test and you kind of pass any test really so absolutely yeah. so should yeah. we have a sip then oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, a that's proper good. gin. Yeah, that's dry. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted it to have mm. kind of juniper on the nose, but then not be yeah. that juniper punch when you you know drink it. It's lovely and smooth, and it's got the nice dry finish as well that you want yeah. from you know some sort of uh, herb, uh, kind of is it orris root or there's orris or root in like there. That? There's also black pepper, cracked pepper. So um, yeah, Ooh, which gets you. and then we got a little bit of cardamom in there to round it all out. Uh, which gives the warmth because there is definitely a proper warming feeling to drinking it. Yeah, and oh. then and then three different types of uh, citrus peel mm. in there. So um, you know to keep mm. it a little. I wanted to be very. That's why we call it brilliant because uh, I, I wanted to be kind of you know bright and and, and fresh. But it's also, really bright. Yeah, but with a little little floral that then goes away at the mm. end. Um, so I wanted to take you on a journey. The beauty of this with the citrus as well, when you make a martini with it and it's all chilled and silky smooth, you don't kind of need a garnish. If you haven't got a lemon or anything to hand to garnish your, your martini, it really doesn't matter with this gin because you've got buckets of citrus coming through as well, which is great when, you know, you haven't remembered to go and get lemons at the supermarket, which happens a lot. Yes, I know. I've heard that a few times. Which I now, I now feel... Absolutely yeah. pointed out because I sit we here do, and go. We don't have garnish oh, today. We yeah. forgot the garnish. <laughs> but I will say, I can give this the highest compliment, which is that I'm not going to want to leave this bottle here, yeah, and I'm going to want to, to take it yes. to Bristol with me. We did it. Good. Thank you. Theft will occur. That's the greatest compliment of all. <laughs> yeah, but I might have decanted it into like a face wash bottle, and she can have water. Oh, good. <laughs> Somebody's going to wash their face with this. <laughs> It is really lovely, oh, really gosh. lovely. Really I'm good. enjoying it a lot. Do you want to turn it into a gin and tonic? I think I ought to because I actually find it really easy drinking neat. Now, Emma, we've often done the sort of tasting of a neat and then pouring it and making it into a longer gin and tonic. And there are some that I can do one taste and just go, okay, fine, I've I've tasted, 
Move on. This one, I could just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yay. Excellent. Well, can I also uh, suggest, you don't have to do this because you might not have it anyway, but in addition to a gin and tonic, I think this is really good as a gin and soda. Um, because mm. then it really just, it just, it takes the taste and amplifies them, but at the same time, it settles them in a little bit. And then if you get a nice slice of lemon and put it in, it's a very fresh drink and it's completely locale because all you're really getting is the gin calories and you get nothing from the, yeah. from the soda. So you can go that way or you can go with a traditional gin and tonic. So then you can say it's a healthy drink, yeah. a healthy midweek yeah. drink. <laughs> what they call a skinny drink. Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> Well, Emma, maybe we need to spend a little time thinking about all the different ways we can drink the rest of this bottle. Uh, well, you just we could do Emma. we could do that later. You can send me some suggestions. We can try <laughs> them all, and then fall over. Absolutely. The main thing I formulated it for was martinis because I am again, as you okay. know, a martini fanatic. Yeah. So uh, the way, the best way to do this is it, it, they have it at Duke's. Uh, Alessandro Palazzi serves it at Duke's now with the frozen bottle and all that, and it's great that way. <laughs> My favorite way to do it is just get you know get a mixing glass, fill it with ice. Uh, just get a little bit of vermouth, dry vermouth. I use Dolan, uh, just just literally a drop, um, just to open it up. Pour in, you know, your three, four ounces, whatever you want to do. Stir it for a good two minutes at least. Get it really, really cold. And then while it's sitting there and get it even colder, uh, get your, peel yourself a nice big uh, twist of lemon. And then get a frozen mm. glass, frozen martini glass out of the uh, freezer. Pour it in. Express the, uh, you know, the oil from the, from the lemon on it. Rub the edge. Drop it in. And it's the perfect way to have a martini. Uh, now, not to be a suck up. Not to suck up already, but I will. I learned to watch. I learned making martinis from watching A Simple Favor. And yes. I was obsessed with the way Blake Lively did it. And I was like, that's so cool. I want to be like her and have matching suit. That's the only way I know how to make one. Oh, I love that. Well, that's you know, the funny thing is that Blake doesn't drink. She's not a drinker at all. So, really? so but she was like, I got to make this accurate. Show me how. It's like, okay, here's we had a we had a whole course on how to make a martini and everything. She did it better than me. So. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Well, I think it was heralded, actually, when the film came out. It was doing the bartending circles of being like, finally, someone's made a cocktail, as you normally would on film. Thank God. Like, you know, all of this chucking stuff around or, you know, some of the recipes that come through, some of the ways they make the cocktails, everyone's just screaming, going, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not how it's done. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. For no, that. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, I love mixology and I love bartenders and I love really crazy mixology and I like really standard mixology. But to me, you know, I consider myself a lazy drink maker. So, you know, I just want to be able to grab <laughs> bottles you know, and just put them in. So, yeah, I, I like that. But I love the pageantry of stirring a drink, I, th I think, as opposed to shaking it, which is yeah. fun for certain cocktails. But for me, a martini is much better stirred than it is shaken. Yeah, yeah. And I think for that reason, it works really well in Negroni yeah, as well, right? Yeah, it's really good in Negroni. So, yeah, so you see. See, you yeah. lost us. No, we are going to get you guys onto Negronis. No, we are. <laughs> I, I don't think it ever, never. Yeah. It's yeah. so far. I want to be a Negroni girl. I want to be that cool, but I'm just not there yet. <laughs> We'll get you. We'll get told you. By the end of yep. this series. Let me tell you the yeah, secret. Done. Okay. Now, but you've tried Negronis, right? And you just kind of mm -hmm. aren't into that. Here, here I yeah. will tell you what I believe is the problem. Campari. Campari is the problem because Campari, and I love Campari, but it brings this kind of syrupiness that yeah. I think makes them heavy. So you, you, there's other great Italian bitters out there that are lighter. Try those, and I think you will probably start to like 
and maybe we have to take a lesson from your book and really work at making ourselves like it. Yeah. I'm just not sure I've got <laughs> the commit to the aesthetic Sarah. <laughs> right. to really work hard. Yeah. Well, you can also put a little uh, club soda in there too to just break it up because sometimes it, it is just it's dense. You know, it's kind of it's a Heavy. it's a, yeah, yeah. it's a kind of a syrupy drink. Weirdly, mm. uh, there's yeah. also a Negroni Espaliata, which this is it's heresy because there's no gin in it, but you su you substitute <laughs> the gin uh, with um, uh, prosecco. And it actually makes it Ooh. quite a lovely drink too. So there you go. Yeah, so you've got the sweet vermouth and the... Oh. I just want to spend the whole day drinking now. This is a problem. <laughs> it's the called the perfect Sunday. But as well as the gin, yeah, <laughs> as well as the gin, we do have to get onto the topic. Yeah, then I'm going to make so mine into a gin Make tonic. it into a nice long one. So, so we I can don't drink it throughout there we go. The, the podcast. It was lovely to see you. You too, Emma. What an absolute pleasure. But yeah, it's been a pleasure to just sip and have a chat. <laughs> lovely to see you. Cheers. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.